Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we start this episode, could you do me a favor? Could you rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts? And also, could you subscribe to our YouTube channel? That's at youtube.com slash by the hood. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. I want to say thank you to all of our supporters, all the students in By the Hood University. We appreciate all the support, um, all the people that have bought our merch, our courses. We just appreciate all the support and we start every show like that. Uh, my brother Corey uh, couldn't make this episode. He's out in the community doing that good work, but I'm going to hold it down nonetheless. Um, and if you've been listening to our podcast, or maybe this is your first time, please do me a favor. Um, if you're watching the video, please subscribe on YouTube. You know, hit that like button. If you're listening to the audio podcast, make sure you subscribe however you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. That's my personal favorite. Nobody's cutting the check, so I shouldn't have said that. But with that being said, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community, building businesses, who are investors. And we just want to highlight them and talk to them a little bit about their background. And this one, um, you know, another another amazing brother. We got uh, Deshaun Miller, who is a cryptocurrency expert and trader, um, as well as a, a silver stacker. But I want to talk to him about his crypto. Uh, Deshaun, what's up, good brother? What's going on, Jimmy? Thanks for having me, man. Gratitude to you and uh, and by the hood for allowing me to come on here. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely, man. Um, um listen, man. Uh, you know, we like to highlight brothers and sisters doing amazing work, uh, specifically our, our Bacchus brothers and sisters, because um, you guys are tremendous. You're a, a, a group of, of African-Americans or black folks, because I don't like to play the African-American or people of color game, but a lot of black folks out here doing investing and building a wealth. And that's something that should be highlighted. Um, and you particularly because you're in the crypto space, right? So we've had a couple crypto guests on before, but I want to dig into this because, um, as we say, every time we bring up crypto, it's an, a big transfer of wealth going on. And Jeez. I want to, I want to get your perspective on it. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about your background though. Where are you originally from? You know, how was your schooling and upbringing? What was that like? All right. So, um, originally from East Cleveland, Ohio and, um, I tra- let's see. Long story, but uh, originally from East Cleveland, Ohio, moved to Cincinnati when I was in high school, graduated high school, went to college at Central State, uh, received a degree in public administration, worked for the government for about 12 years as a uh, contract specialist. I bought um, airplanes that the Navy and Air Force pilots train on from propeller propeller to tailwind, all the spares, all of that. Um, I spent a brief period of time working for Chicago Public Schools, um, secured all the computer contracts for the schools one year. Then we moved back to Ohio and I moved back and worked back at the Air Force and uh, started doing a little bit of construction. Not Well, yeah, contract management, uh, contract negotiating for um, hangars and properties and buildings on the Air Force Base up there in Dayton. And while I was at the Air Force Base in Dayton, I actually... Um, had a chance to meet the creator of the Abacus, James Tompkins. And that was like a life-changing moment. And it's one of those moments where you really don't know it. Uh, I ran across him on the internet and he was doing this project. They had bought that house in Dayton. And um, I think Earl lives there now. I think the guy Earl. But anyway, yeah, they bought, yeah, they bought the house in Dayton. 
And I was so excited to see a brother out here doing good in the community. And just like, I was like, I have to meet this guy. So I called him. Um, I sent first, I sent off some money to support. Then I called him and I was like, Hey, you know, I want to come by just to see how, just to shake your hand. And, uh, I hopped out and I saw, so I rolled up on him. It was him and his wife and a guy from down the street. And I think I was a little bit off putting to him because I'm six foot seven. I hopped up out of this beat up Honda Accord with a mirror hanging, you know, one mirror was missing. <laughs> so I think, you know, it kind of put him off a little bit. Like, how can he be serious about it? But to this day, I still drive that same Honda and I have a lot more money and the mirror's still off, but that's just who I am. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I met, I had the pleasure of meeting him and, you know, I dove in. I started watching the Abacus videos. Uh, and I was interested in trading, you know, stocks, options, all that stuff. And it took me forever to get through those videos because I used to watch them on my commute back and forth from uh, Cincinnati to Dayton. And eventually I got through them. And right when I was getting ready to get serious about the whole stocks, stocks thing, crypto, this crypto was came onto my radar. And um, I think back then, back then, like uh, Sharika was still coming on, doing mm -hmm. her thing. And, you know, we exchanged some things with her, picked up a couple of names from her on some tokens. I even exchanged some with Corey, I think, at one point in time. This was very, very early on. And um, they put from there, I met a guy named Michael Shimelis. He runs a group. He was running a signal group. And I was always late on his signals. So it pissed me off. Like, here he is making all this money and I can't, I'm losing. I'm constantly losing. So how can I change this? After I met him, um, I saw a guy named Jamar, Jamar James on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I, he was in the crypto and he was like, oh, here's my trading. You know, let's talk trading strategies, this and other. Now, this brother was genuine and open and gave me everything. So I spent a long I spent about I've been working with Jamar for about three years. And when I got with Jamar, not only did I learn crypto, but I learned like time management, you know, and, and mindset. Those are the two key things that I got from him. And it took my trading from from here to like to the next level. And uh, so that's how I got in. That's how I got yeah. into trading. That's my education background. Um, that's that's, a, um, that's an interesting story. Great story. First of all, um, shout out to James because James is out there changing a lot of folks lives with his uh, Abacus, um, you know, um, system that he's built. Uh, Bro, I don't even mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But you had to circle back. Big shout out to them. I mean, I had I went to the meetup in Columbus without mm -hmm. the Abacus. I never would have got into crypto. I have yeah. to say that. And now I have my own like my own website, my own training. So big, big time shout out to, to yeah. James Abacus. And he's actually been on here. He um, and for those who uh, don't know what we're talking about, you can go back. I think it was either episode uh, maybe two or three. It was very early on that uh, he came on and talked about what he's built. Um, and it's good to see like so many people that have come through that are now in spaces as investors and traders and things of that nature. So just want to give him a, a, a quick shout out. Um, but getting back to your story. Right. So one of the things that I realized is like, you know, through you seeing the work that he was doing, you reached out to him. But you kind of like put yourself in, in, in a circle amongst other people who were doing investing and trading. And that kind of changed everything for you. Right. Yeah, I had to. Um, I had to. Because it wasn't the things that they were focused on. It wasn't what was driving me. It's not what I wanted to focus on. Like I wanted to focus strictly on crypto. Once I saw how the monitor, uh, once I saw how the market was reacting, um, I knew that I wanted to be a part of crypto. Like in my in my personal opinion, I think that that's the next phase. I think that um, the stock market 
and NASDAQ will eventually transfer over into crypto into the crypto market. And currently what we're seeing now is Bitcoin trying to decouple from the stock market. So okay. for me, I want it to be ahead of that because I want to be able to give this to my children. All right. So, well, before we get into that, let me ask you this question, right? When you were working um, as, as a government employee, it sounds like you had a pretty good job. Like was investing or anything even on your mind at that point? Like I had I had never invested. Like I had um, you know, you had your your four hundred one k, you know, and you contribute that little that little percentage. But I had, I still don't. I mean, even to this day, I still don't own a stock. All right, so I my, I'm strictly crypto and silver. So so when you when you were um, you know, working a government job, right? So a lot of people like go their whole lives and they would love to get a government job, right? Right? <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but no, just just follow me along here. My my question is. What was it about investing um, before you even got into crypto? What was it about investing that that like drew you over to that side? So I'm asking um, that question because I talk to uh, people from all walks of life. And sometimes people who have a quote unquote, the, the, what's considered uh, by, by many people to be a good job, so to speak. Um, they don't want to hear it. You oh, know? no. I'm they not don't want to hear it at all. So, no, so what was it that had that, that had made you have the open mind? I'm of the mindset that. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to control my time. I'm a big family man. Like I'm, uh, I call myself a suburban cheer dad. My kids, my two daughters are in cheer. My dad, my dad, my son is in football and basketball. He's active in sports. So nothing makes me happier than be able to, to give them the tools and resources they need to succeed in all areas of life. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I'm at a nine to five, given. 40 hours of my week to someone else, even though it's supposedly a good job. And I made good money, I made real good money. Um, I knew I could do more for myself if I took the time, invested in my own education in this crypto space. And it's paid off exponentially, like not only in in uh, fiat dollars or you know in money, but in, in time. Time is my greatest resource. And now I get to wake up every morning and see my children, not just because of COVID, but because like that was my goal. That was the goal. That's the plan. I'm on some, some of you guys may be familiar with it. What I want to do is very comparable to what Derek Grace is doing with his children. You know, we, we go out, they know how to handle firearms. They also know how to handle investments. We, um, and they're all straight A students. So that's what led me. That's what led me down that path. So even though most people say, oh, you had a great government job, it was like, the job is cool, but it's not who define. It's not what defines me. Okay, how how old are your kids? My kids, my children are fourteen, twelve, and ten. Okay, now do you do you teach them already the importance of investing in crypto or, or, or how it works or you know those kind of things? They all know how to invest in crypto. They don't know how to trade crypto. Um, I trade and invest. They all have their own crypto holdings. They have their own crypto wallets. They know how to go on and exchange their crypto for uh, fiat digital currencies. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so yeah, so that that's awesome that you you know you get to spend that kind of time with them and also like you know teach them um, how to how to think as investors. That's that's just uh, that's amazing. My, my whole progress, well, my whole thing was to get them to think critically. You know, just because every just because it's socially acceptable doesn't mean it's right, especially coming into this crypto space, learning and learning about investing in general. Um, just because, like I said, just because things are socially acceptable doesn't doesn't make them right. Just because things are legal doesn't necessarily make them right either. So or illegal for that matter. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's 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 jump into how you made the transition from initially, uh, you know, looking into the stock market to going all in on crypto, right? Um, what was it about crypto that that you just opened your mind up and said, "This is a space I need to be in"? What was it? What was the first thing you saw, or coin you saw, or maybe a white paper you read? What was it? So, um, early on uh, in the crypto space, like I started, it started off with a. Uh, when we went to Columbus, man, like um, Rio and and uh, uh, Nelly made some money off of uh, XRP, and it went up exponentially. And they were in that Abacus, and I just I was behind them, and and the tracking of uh, the and the volatility of these altcoins. So uh, when a guy that you go to college with is like, oh yeah, I'm able to purchase a property now off an investment I had in crypto. That's something you look at. You know, and I pay heavy attention to it. And I was like, okay, if he can do this, I know I can do this. And how did, so I went about asking questions. How did you do this? How did you get there? The first token that um, I personally, uh, well, the token that really just changed my life is Theta. Theta, okay. um, Theta went from five cents to 15 cents early on. And I started off with 500 bucks. Like I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this 500. I'm gonna put it on here. I had a good feeling about it. I like, I like. I'm very biased against Theta. It's my all-time favorite cryptocurrency right now. Um, <laughs> I am, man. I think it's the Apple of uh, the crypto space. The partnerships, the partnerships that they have, they have partnerships with Google, Samsung. Um, and if you have a partnership with Google, then you have a partnership with YouTube. They pay individuals for viewing their own videos. Um, what is it trade at right now? What's Theta trading at right this second? I think Theta is currently trading at, it's trading at 61 cents. It's down. It's had an all-time high of, uh, what was that, 78 cents. And just to give you guys some perspective on why I love Theta, like, so it dipped in March back when we had this COVID thing. And I like, I had already been in. Um, since March, if you just go back from then, like if you took 500 bucks and put it back in on Theta when it was a nickel, you'd be up 977%. Man, that's amazing. And I, I just got to point out real quick, uh, this is not investment advice. <laughs> not investment advice at all. <laughs> we're just not having a conversation. Uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about the Sean's uh, personal experience. This is not investment advice. So make sure you you know, you know talk to a professional before you invest your money. Um, but it's interesting, though, because state is something I ne actually personally never looked into. And I am in the crypto oh. space. Um, you know, and, and the funny thing is about how I got in the crypto space, uh, you know, and I may have told the story on here before, maybe not, was, was Corey. Um, my partner, Corey. So Corey says, he's like, yo, a couple years ago, he's like, yo, um, buy some crypto. And I'm like, I'm one of these guys. I'm very analytical. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a data analyst like by trade. So I'm like, well, I got to study it. So I'm sitting there studying and studying. He's like, yo, would you stop studying and just buy some? Right. So I bought some Bitcoin, um, Ethereum and Litecoin. And um, coming from the real estate space, a lot of my peers looked at me like I was crazy. But what happened was. Bitcoin jumped so fast and I made so much money. I was able to cash out and buy a rental property right. that, I, that I still hold. Yep. Once they saw that, they were like, okay, you know, I'm like, I'm like, so now you really can't tell me anything. Cause it's actually tangible to me now at this point, yeah. like I've seen it work. Um, so that, that right there was my intro and I just held on to like, you know, whatever I have, but I'm still very, um, when it comes to altcoins, I went through that phase a couple of years ago where I was buying altcoins. It was going up. You know, you jump in, jump out. But I'm at the point now, and this is why I'm interested to talk to you as well, because one of the things about our show is I learn from everyone that we come on. So I, I've already learned from you to look up Theta, right? right. So 
the only coins I hold now is um I do have a what's it called bat because I use the brave browser and you know mm -hmm. you, you get them for free <laughs> um mm -hmm. Bitcoin ethereum and I still hold on to the Litecoin I had and um I'm very uh you know um they call me Jeff Tezos because uh I buy, I buy Tezos so much you know what I'm saying and as you can are see you my staking, are you staking it are you staking any of your are you any, are you staking any all of it all of it, right? So you, you see my name on here now. They, uh, my other, you sweat. I liked it, man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you yeah, sweat because I'm trying to. I'm trying to make this money last forever, man. But listen. <laughs> so with that being said, though, um, one of the things I found myself, uh, and you know, just to add to this conversation with, with a lot of the altcoins, and I recognize from talking to people in this space is that a lot of people don't even read their white papers. No. And when I started reading white papers, I realized how a lot of that stuff is junk, or as we call shit coins. Trash. Yeah. So as a trader, right? Mm -hmm. as a trader does that matter to you are you just trading action or I, um... I trade different i trade differently than than a lot of um a lot of other traders all right so explain, I explain to I, us I how you trade i don't day trade uh I, I, let me rephrase that i don't day trade unless i know the market is moving up like i'll hop in but most of mine are, are swing trades so i'm in for uh, one to two days or two to three days and it's it's dependent upon uh it's dependent upon the information that I have from my mastermind report. And I get my mastermind report from the group that I'm affiliated with, which is uh, the DCG or the, the DCG mastermind. Okay? okay. And they come out with a, a monthly report every month. And it's, it's straight heat. And um, every, every month you're going to get a daily breakdown of what's going on in the market, the bullish and bearish periods for that month, for that 30 day period, uh, what tokens have been trending as of late. And then you'll probably, you'll get a breakdown of actually it's, it's technical and fundamental analysis. They run uh, every, you'll get everything from, uh, we cover everything from Ikamoto clouds to uh, Wyckoff method and uh we implement the farmers almanac so historical data is in there and then we overlay all that with with astrology so right now like to give you a perfect example right now it's mercury retrograde uh, i'm a believer in astrology so right now it's mercury retrograde it's not a good time to uh, sign contracts resolve issues or make big purchases uh, of electrical items all right uh, to give you some background on it my mentor one month he was uh getting ready to make a deal and it was Mercury retrograde. And I said, hey, man, it's, it's not. A, this was years back before they even put it in the mastermind report. I said, it's not a good time to take that deal. Just wait. Wait two weeks. You know, and you'll see something better is going to play out. Oh, no, it's money on the table. It's that another. I said, no, just wait. I said, okay. And he said, okay, I'm going to take your word on it. He took my word on it. Two weeks later, we got a way better deal. You know, and it's all just because there's a willingness to listen. This, is goes, this goes back to the DCG mastermind. There's a willingness to listen. Um, and share. Everybody shares. It's in the mastermind, and it's because we all have the same trading principles and fundamentals. But yeah, I get all my information from that DCG mastermind report, and it helps me uh, plan out my trades. And I, some days I'm in, some months I might trade four times. I might make four trades. Some months I might I may only make one trade. Uh, okay. But that that report keeps me prepared and helps me get everything together. That's interesting. I never heard anyone say they use astrology as part of their uh, strategy. That's the, that's the first for me. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it, it's it's you know what? If it pays to, especially in this trading space, it pays to have an open mind because I can take you to the charts and show you the astrological periods and things that correspond with it. Like uh, the guy who puts it together, his name is Nick. I call him Saint Nick because he's like 
to me, like Santa Claus, every money is given presents. Like the last, <laughs> I'm for real, man. The last report I got, it was fire. It, it hasn't been off. The bullish and bearish periods have always matched up. I know I, I'm comfortable in taking entry in my trades. And I mean, he's he's got the record to prove it. So, yeah. Uh, so I got a couple more questions for you. Um, For one, so now, now that, you know, you're a swing trader within the crypto space. But I'm pretty sure you also have like your long term core holdings. Uh, oh, big time. So if you don't mind sharing, what, what what are some of your core holdings? You already told us data. Like, is it like what are some of your core holdings that things that you just want to hold forever? So Bitcoin, Theta. Um, I really like this project called Divi. I got people, I got folks up on that last year. Um, made them some made some good money on that one. Uh, Divi, I like Zap, I like Litecoin, of course. Um, let's see what other projects are out here. SNX, and then I like Celsius. I really like Celsius. I like what Alex Mashinsky is doing. I had the pleasure of meeting him at a Chainwise conference last November. Uh, mm -hmm. I like the Celsius project. Uh, anything you can earn interest on if you can stake it, like Adam. I like Adam. I like Chainlink. I like, um, I mean, there's so many out there. You know, but yeah, my long-term holdings are, are Atom, Chainlink, Band, Litecoin, Theta, Divi, Zap. Um, I'm I'm forgetting some other ones, but yeah. And Bitcoin, you forgot a Bitcoin. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Well, Bitcoin goes without saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So my, my question is this though: if you could explain um the Theta project, because um, you know, for those who don't know, like uh, these, a lot of these are projects, right? So there's a right. white paper, you, and you can actually read about what the project is. Um, and if anyone's interested in getting into space, that's the one thing I would suggest because, um, you know, talking to a lot of newbies, they don't, they just, you know, go by action, price action. They see where the price is, where it's going, or um, the volatility, and they jump in and jump out of things, but they never read about the project. So that's the one piece of advice I would give is read about the project. What is Status Project? Theta, theta, so so Theta is um, it's like broadcasting and TV. They give you complete control over your content. So right now, let's say we put this out on YouTube. What you would do is you attach this to a Theta channel, and the people who view this show will get rewarded in what's called T fuel. So for giving you, it's similar to um, basic attention token. For giving for your audience tuning into your channel, they are rewarded in what's called these T fuel tokens. Then they can take the T fuel tokens and go and buy other things, or actually trade those things for other cryptocurrencies. Okay. Now the kicker about Theta is what I like about Theta is it, it crosses all platforms. So it's on gaming, it's on you know it's on entertainment. Um, a lot of the new I hate calling these people. Influencers are adapting Theta into their projects so that when people come in to view their content, they're able to reward their viewers with the T-Fuel. Okay, so here's my question. Um, as a creator, if you, if you create content, do you have to like go set up a Theta channel or something like that? It's as simple as reaching out to them on Twitter, mm -hmm. and then they evaluate your profile. If you have enough followers or enough following that mm -hmm. meet their criteria, they'll issue you a channel. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So you just really have to, the key is just getting your followers up. And then once you reach out to them, it's, it's not an issue. I, I haven't known, haven't known individuals to have any issues. Because I know that, um, that that's another way I get basic attention token, right? We get it from our YouTube channel, from um, like my personal Twitter, my personal IG, like, um, I actually get basic attention token, right? So yep. what, what differentiates 
Theta from a bat? Theta is more of a reward for channel viewership as opposed to bat is like it's a reward you get for using their their browser and you can tip in bat. Yeah. So those are the two differences. Like in theta, like you can't tip in theta, but you can't tip in T fuel. Like you can donate T fuel. Well, no. I'm sorry, they receive T fuel for the viewership. Where in bat, you can actually use that to tip other individuals. Okay. Um, I would like to talk now. If you want to talk, I want to talk more about the money making aspect of cryptocurrencies. So I would yeah. like you know, we can talk about like Celsius Network or your Exodus wallet. Um, well, that, that was actually my next question. Like you know, when you see what's happening, like you know, in terms of DeFi, and and how now you know with staking, um, and I've seen some crazy stuff with staking. Right, my personal, I'll give you my personal experience, and then you can tell me like you know, um. What else is out there or what I'm missing out on? Because <laughs> I know I'm missing out on a lot because I'm very conservative in, in the sense that um, I use a ledger. Okay. And, and I stake my Tezos directly on the ledger because I'm just definitely afraid of having my stuff on any sort of exchange. But um, and shout, out to, uh, shout out to my brother, Rich. Rich has been telling me about like the Celsius network. Um, him and Russell have been telling me like, yo, you, you're missing out because uh, I told Celsius Russell about Celsius. Okay. Okay. Russell yeah. So Russ has been on me. Yeah. You told yeah. you told Russ, but Russ, Russ has been on me. Russ is like, yo, you got to get right. that. Him and Rich have both been like, yo, Celsius Network, Celsius Network. So could Bro, you like, explain you can... explain what that yeah. is and, and, and explain if you want to about like the, uh, you know, what's going on now in crypto in terms of the money making ability, like with staking and things of that nature. So you can you can stake your crypto in, uh, in whatever, and not whatever, but in certain projects you may believe in fundamentally if you like them and you think they have a sound a sound project and have a solid future ahead of them, you can, you will be able to stake your holdings. So for, for like right now, um, one of the particular crypto companies that I'm staking tokens in is Adam and it pays me 8% annually for uh, my, against my holdings. So I took, and I'm staking it in my Exodus wallet. So uh, my Exodus wallet is available anywhere I have, it's available anywhere I have internet access. As long as I remember my 12 word seed phrase, it's actually, and then it's actually stored on my phone as well. So I open it up, I can open it up with my uh, face ID. And with Adam, you stake the funds. So as long as I'm comfortable, you know, I'm comfortable, of course, I'm comfortable leaving my funds on the Exodus wallet um, and I have access to them at any time. So if I want to go in and remove those funds, then I it'll take 21 days for it to, um, be released into my account, but then everything's there. My interest earned and my original amount. Um, as far as Celsius Network is concerned, they offer a little bit more uh, of a return. Like I currently have, I think I'm staking, uh, no, not think, I'm staking Uniswap there. I was rewarded Uniswap. For those of you, okay, now I got to rewind a little bit. Uniswap is a, uh, is a DeFi exchange. It's an exchange for decent or decent, yeah, decentralized funds. So with DeFi, you come in, it's, it's more um, as opposed to going to Binance, it's DeFi is peer-to-peer, okay? Mm-hmm. So on DeFi, uh, I'm sorry, with DeFi, so with Uniswap, we're using that DeFi exchange, the decentralized exchange. Uniswap came out last month in September, right? It was so popular um, and so much money was created, they rewarded the, peop- the folks who used Uniswap with 400 Uni tokens. And initially, those tokens were worth a thousand dollars. So, people, this is just for folks who took early entry into that space and were willing to take a risk um, into that space. They were actually rewarded 
an airdrop of 400 uni tokens. At one point in time, those uni tokens value got as high as $1,800. So for using that site, if you would have cashed out, you know, at its peak, you would have gotten $1,800. What I did was I cashed out 300 of them. I held on to 100. I staked um, the remaining 100 on Celsius Network, and it's offering a return of 16% on those 100 uni tokens. So that was free money that I had that's now earning me more interest or more free money. That's that's amazing at a time where your bank is paying one-tenth of one percent. That's that, you know, because yeah. um, one of the things that took me out was um, a lot of those like USDC, a lot of those stable coins. Mm -hmm. People were still making interest off stable coins. Because you can stake those too. You stake those on Celsius and they offer like 6%. Or you can stake them on um, uh, other sites in the in the decentralized finance area like Aave or um, SNX because they're up. They're, they're still trying to stand those companies up. So I encourage you guys like come into this crypto space, learn this stuff. Um, yeah. So, I so actually, real quick, for those who don't know what I mean by a stable coin, those are uh, the coins that are actually pegged to the dollar. So they're not really as um, volatile as Bitcoin. So a lot of people understand Bitcoin from being volatile, from having its ups and its downs. Right. A stable coin is pegged to the dollar, but people are still earning crazy amounts of interest on stable coins. So um, I got a partner who's actually been on here before, uh, my brother Doe Dubes. And Doe Dubes, I call him like the uh, alternative investment king. My man makes money in in like crypto, metals. My man like Birkin bags, wine, <laughs> anything that's like, you know, outside of the norm. He's like, he, he's making money going. I'm going to get him to come back and talk about some of his alt investments. But um, he was showing me how he was making so much interest off of stable coins. And I was taken aback by it. I'm like, but that's a stable coin, though. You know, so it's just like it's just like to me, it's just like having a digital dollar. I think that the, the main issue I run into is this. And I hate saying this, but it's the truth, um, um, especially with our people. The old, anybody over 50, they're just not receptive to a digital dollar. They're not trusting of of, of crypto, of electronics. Um, they're all oh, the government's out to get me. Someone to steal my money. And I'm I, like my mom. Hey, mm -hmm. ma, take your money out of the bank. Don't put it in a savings account. Let's put it in this crypto account. I'm going to show you how I can earn, you know, 12 percent interest. Oh, well, if I have to convert it into one of them digital, that's not real money. My name even have <laughs> they don't even have all your money in the bank account right now. Like if we go right now, they're going to tell us we have to wait three days for you to come back and get your, if you want cash, we're going to have to wait three days. So like it's hard to get, to get them to change. What is it? That mindset. And that's yeah. why I'm grateful for, again, I'm grateful for the group that I met, the DCG mastermind, big time shout out to uh, Jamar and Nick. Um, life changing. Yeah. Life -changing. To that point, right? Um, you know, I read I read something. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago when we were doing um, another show, our Friday Live. I was looking up some data, and what, it took me out because it actually was shocking. It was something like um, less than thirty percent of people still shop online, and a huge percentage of people still don't believe that you can buy goods and services online. Really? Yes. So what shocked me about that data was I'm like, well. That means Amazon still got a lot of growth left. If, if, if only, only 20 something percent of people are shopping online and Amazon is already a trillion dollar company, they still got room to grow. That was the one thing that took me out. And in reading the, um, the, the data, it was talking about how there are a lot of folks who still 
like are scared of the technology in, in terms of like, you know, going on the internet, putting your credit card and shopping on. So when you're talking about what you're talking about, you're light years ahead of most folks, right? Yeah. I got another one for you. So, so uh, I do, well, I do a call three times a week as a part of a DCG mastermind. Uh, on Sundays, I do a weekly prep call. And then on Monday and Wednesdays, I do uh, crypto news. So, on one of the news calls, I, I ran across an article and it stated that only 7% of Americans are invested in crypto. 7%. So we're so early to the, and, and there's only 21, was it only 21 million, 21 billion, 21 million coins printed, Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you get a Bitcoin, if you own, if you own half a Bitcoin, in 10 years, it's, it's going to be life-changing. Like, you'll be amongst the 1%. If you own a quarter of a Bitcoin, you'll be amongst the 1%. This, again, this is not investment advice, you know, but I'm just, I'm mm -hmm. trying to educate you on the value of crypto. And then say you don't, say you're not interested in Bitcoin. Okay, you can get, get a Litecoin. Litecoin, I've been in this space. So when I first got in here, Litecoin was $4. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I first started in 20, I remember being on vacation and I think it was 2016, 20, yeah, 2016, Bitcoin was $3,000 on Coinbase. Coinbase was still giving individuals their private keys. Yeah. And, you know, and if you, if you're in this space, you know that Coinbase is going to be the next Federal Reserve. Like I'm not, and I'm not checking that out on a limb because the former CEO of Coinbase is now uh, the deputy of comptroller control of currency. Yeah, he is. Deputy, deputy I, of, I of currency. I have this um weird conspiracy theory, right? That that Coinbase is already the Fed. It's like Coinbase oh, has been bro. the Fed. Like <laughs> bro. Rich and Russ know what I'm talking about. I tell them all the time. Yeah. Coinbase is the Fed. They're the Fed. So yeah. I already oh. believe that. I actually believe that. It's a conspiracy theory, but when you watch how they move in, yeah, all right, so. You know, I'm not trying to turn this into a conspiracy theory because this, this is a great talk. But when you when you when you look at like you know um, the book, the creature from Jekyll Island, you see how these things move and how things are intertwined in terms of people at certain positions high up in the mm -hmm. Fed and their movements and how close they are with the executives from Coinbase, right? Like, to, like you just said, to your point, a Coinbase uh, former CEO is now working in the Fed. Like it's it's very incestuous. So um, yes. I actually believe that. And I'm glad you brought that point up because it's a question I have for you as someone who's an expert in this space. There's been talk, and I've seen Jerome Powell on TV actually, like, you know, it seems like every time he talks, he's talking more and more about the digital dollar. Yeah. If that happens, how does that affect this space? Does it devalue Bitcoin or does it make Bitcoin more valuable? So I'm, I'm probably in the minority when I answer this. I think that the digital dollar is already here. How can you create something that's already here? Um, you already have stable, you already have stable coins. And then from the research that I'm doing, like they, the first central bank digital, digital dollar that was created was sand and it is made in the Bahamas. It came out a couple of weeks ago and it's actually pegged one to one to the U S dollar physically, the, the Bahamas dollar is. So this, that initially would mean that the sand digital currency that was created is pegged one to one to the American dollar. So the, all the hoopla about uh, a central bank digital currency, in my opinion, right now, until regulation comes out to dictate otherwise, all the hoopla about it is just theater to stir up mm -hmm. noise and get more people involved. And what COVID has shown me, and y'all can get mad, you can pass judgment on me if you want to, but what COVID has shown me is that we live in a world full of followers. 
We live in a world full of lemmings. Everyone wants to be led. Everyone wants to be told what to do because they won't, don't want to have the response. They don't even want to be responsible for themselves. So to get back to your question, or yeah, I do think that a, a digital current, a central bank digital currency is already here. Um, I think what you will see is like maybe they'll just come in and take one over. And because of my personal opinions, like I don't want to go down the conspiracy theory road either. Listen, but, man. <laughs> but, but the Fed has already been absorbed by the IRS under the emergency powers of the president. So all the president has to do now is abolish the IRS and both systems have come to an end. But in order for him to abolish the IRS, he has to have another system to stand up. Listen, and I don't want to get too deep in my conspiracy theory bag. Uh, shout out to those who are listening, man. I know y'all probably like, yo, what the hell? But anyway, <laughs> I, I just got I just got to say that because like, when you start talking about crypto and, 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 and even metals, like it, it gets me in this, this space. But the thing about um, the USDC, right? Mm-hmm. If you look that up, that's partially created by Goldman Sachs. So USDC Circle is owned by Coinbase, like Circle, Coinbase, all of them in partnership. So yeah. if, if, if Coinbase becomes like Coinbase, we we talked about this. Coinbase is the Federal Reserve. Like Circle is your USDC. But the partnership with Goldman Sachs is interesting to me because, and again, this is not even conspiracy. Just look up Goldman Sachs and look at their effect on government. There's a whole documentary out there about Goldman Sachs and how um how tied they are to the government where you have people in all sorts of cabinet positions who are former Goldman Sachs executives, yeah, chairmen of the Fed who are Goldman Sachs executives. So when you see that they're in partnership... Mnuchin came from there, didn't he? Did he come from Goldman Sachs? Yeah, so so many of them did. Like, is so many people um, within high levels of government that came from Goldman Sachs. Like, we'd be here all day. Um, So when you see that Goldman Sachs is, is, is partially responsible for USDC, that tells me a lot. Um, and I'll just leave it there. And for those who want to do some research, you can just like go to YouTube or go to Google and look up Goldman Sachs, um, you know, U.S. government, or look up Goldman Sachs USDC. And USDC is the stable coin that you can actually get on Coinbase. Again, and the stable coin is pegged to the dollar. So if you want to be in this space, but you you know you don't like the fluctuations, you still can be in the space. Um, I know a lot of people hate stable coins but because you can earn interest. Like, you can earn good interest on your stable coins. Like it's it's all about a mind. Like it goes back to your mindset. Like you have to get let go of those personal beliefs and get with what's what's going on now in front of you. You know, it can't be what you want it to be. It is what it is. So if you, as long as it's insured, like as long as the companies have insurance and solid backing, there's no risk. There's no risk in converting a dollar to a digital into that, especially that USDC. Coinbase is going to be here. But I find some people in the crypto space like you know they're they're like I don't I don't want to call them anarchists but they they um they don't like stable coins because they think it goes against with the, the idea of Bitcoin. So you have people who like are just they're almost it's almost like a religion to them. No, I understand that. I understand, especially yeah. the anarchist the anarchist part. Like I understand that, but you have to have somewhere to put it in order. To me, it makes no sense to say, okay, well, I believe in Bitcoin so much, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna deal with the volatility. Wait until yeah. next month. Wait until next month when it's moving, five hundred hit five hundred one hour, a thousand dollars the next hour. So if you put in five hundred and it dipped, you mean to tell me, oh well, I'm just going to ride that out? No, you take your money or your funds, you go sideline into a stable coin, and and that way you avoid that volatility. You avoid that. You you minimize that risk. You know what I so, mean? That, so you believe that you believe that a state that there's a place for stable coins, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So let me ask absolutely. this question. It sounds to me right. 
and I think you mentioned this earlier, you said that you pulled completely out of the stock market, right? I never, I never, I never dove all the way in. I never purchased okay. a okay. stock. I okay. never even, I never even completed an option trade. And shouts out, shouts out to Jay, uh, Jay Johnson. I, I signed up for his course. Like when I first got in, before I got into this space, I was like, okay, I'm going to get into investing. I'm going to do options. I'm going to do stocks. Never got one. This completely, you- completely captured me. Got you. Got you. So let me ask you a question. Have you pulled, have you pulled completely out of the banking system or are you like, are you just, cause I mean, if you, by, if, if you, by 2021, I will be completely out of the banking system. By the end of 2021, I'll be completely out of the banking system. That's my goal. Um, you'll, and you'll see my hashtag. You'll see me say, be, become your own bank or BYOB, be your own bank. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. And with the technology that exists, it's really practical. You can do it. It does take some belief and you have to believe in the internet and this new way of thinking, this new line of society, but I'm not going to be completely, it'd be foolish to go completely into one arena. You know what I mean? Like, so I'll have some funds in crypto. I'm going to own some properties. I have some metals as well, you know, so. And we can talk about that. What's funny is, right. I found the um, video uh, of myself. Actually, I I was doing a, um, a speaking event back in 2001. So I've, I've been I've been at this for a long time, but it's 2001. And I was uh, telling the crowd about being your own bank. But I had no this had nothing to do with crypto or metals. I was speaking in terms of real estate. So when you tell people to be their own bank, a lot of times they think about the physical structure and that. But the idea I was coming up with at the time was if I can get money at one rate, right, buy a property and then rent it at a higher rate. I'm doing the same thing that a bank is doing when they take your money and give it you give you one rate and make another rate. That was the idea. But now with fintech, there's 50, 11 ways to be your own bank. There's so many ways you could be your own bank. So it's just an amazing time to be alive and be an investor because there's so many things out there. You can take and, you can take like Celsius Network, right? You can take your Take your 401k, transfer it over to Celsius Network, and then you can take a loan out against your own currency. And you set the rate and the and the period for which you want to pay it back. One year, two years, three years, 18 months, however long. And, and it's yours. And you could take that. Here we go. You're going to get me going. You could take your 401k, right? But put it in Bitcoin, take out a loan against that, buy another Bitcoin, right? And then, and then capture the volatility and take from that, from what you capture when it goes up, because it's going to go up this quarter. So when it goes up, then you pay off the loan. Like I got, a, I got another question for you. I have to ask you this. Well, I got you on here, right? So you've been in there for several years at this point. And Bitcoin, when Bitcoin hit its all-time high of twenty k, um, but then it dropped all the way back down. How difficult was? All right. So here's why I'm asking this. I rode the whole wave. All right. And here's why I'm asking this. Right. So a lot of times you see people with all sorts of investments. I see this in real estate all the time. If you would have bought that piece at this time, now this is what you would have. You see it in the stock market. But what's not talked about is riding the waves. Right. Um, It's easy to say, hey, if I would have bought, you know, Microsoft at his IPO. Yeah. I'd have this. But no one ever talks about the ability to ride that wave, the ability to watch your account dwindle down and come back up. How was that ride for you watching it go from an all-time high of 20 when it came all the way down to like three grand? What was, was that like for you? It was um be honest with me. At any point did you say did any point did you say, yo, I need to get out of there? Like at any no, point, like in the in the beginning, it was scary, right? Because it was like, why is it going up so much? Right. 
And then like, so I had to, I didn't meet, I met with Jamar. This is what saved me. I met with Jamar. And I met with Jamar when B, when Bitcoin was at like 17K. So when right when it started going up to 20K. So then Jamar was like, well, now you need to sell and reposition. I was like, sell? Why would I sell? I need to hold on to this. And he so he was like, no, it's gonna, it's gonna go back down. And because I had no, I had never experienced this. And he's he's an experienced no, it's gonna go back down. So without having a mentor to walk me through that situation, I, I would have lost my shit. I ain't gonna okay. lie to you. Okay. But I had a mentor who was knowledgeable in trading and he knew what, he could see what was coming. He said, Hey, you're gonna you're gonna take this out and we're gonna sit sideline, we're gonna change the chat strategy. So now we're not trading Bitcoin to get uh into USDT. Now we're trading other altcoins to gain Bitcoin. So that's when I learned how to trade. You know what I mean? Because I, I had never traded again. I hadn't traded stocks. So that's when I learned how to trade when Bitcoin was coming down. So when I say I rode the wave, I rode the wave and I learned how to watch um, for signals to show me how a certain crypto, how a certain coin was going to perform. You know, I learned how to read charts. I learned how to read candles. I went, that's when I went through that process. And it was it was really a blessing in that's disguise. What, I didn't know. That's what I was going to ask you. As a trader, would you <clears throat> as a trader, would you consider yourself more of a, a fundamental or a technical analysis? I, I'm more I use it all, but I, I'm I'm really trading sentiment right now in the market. So like I'm trading the news. Uh, off the projects that I do hold, it's really just just the chart and sentiment, timing, volume. That's what I really trade off of volume, timing, and sentiment. And and that's what okay. that's what I teach. So it's 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 a theory and it's a formula that we developed that was developed in the DCG and it's gotten me through and it's helped me whether the market is whether Bitcoin is going down or going up. There's always a trade to be made using that formula because okay. I can tell I can I can track volume in a particular token and it tells me who's where the sellers and buyers are. It, it'll tell me that that 7, 10, 15, all the way to 200 day moving average. And I'm able to use that different time frames to to capture or anticipate certain movements. One of the reasons that I think um, this conversation is important is because I do recognize like, you know, so there'd be some folks who will never get in the space. Right. Um, <clears throat> there, there's all sorts of industries, whether we're talking about real estate, stocks, options, trading, uh, crypto, the metal space. But I think it's important to talk a little bit about all of them um, because of the transfers of wealth, because what I see is transfers of wealth happening in all of the spaces. Right. Whether we're talking oh, about yeah. our neighborhoods being turned around and we're not really, um, you know, um, getting the appreciation that happens there in the metal space. There's not enough of us uh, in that space. If we talk about cryptocurrency, you just talked about seven percent of people actually being in the space overall. When you talk about our community, that number is even smaller. Yeah. Um, and there's wealth being created there, right? And when you talk about people who even trade options, like you, so I think it's important for us to have representation in every space, which is why a conversation with you to me was very important. Um, but if you can talk to the folks out there who have no experience, who may be hearing about crypto for the first time listening to this episode, what would be the first thing that someone can do just to get like you know a little bit of knowledge to get into the space? What would you say? Like, what kind of advice would you give to someone? Who's a complete newbie for a complete newbie to crypto. Um, and, and again, this is an investment advice. I'm just asking uh, his opinion. This is this your uh, opinion of someone who just wants to, you know, get their feet wet or understand a little bit more about the right. space. What kind of advice would you give? 
I would encourage you to find a mentor, reach out to someone who has uh, been in the space and look at their record. If they say they're if they're if they say they're a trader, just look at their record, ask them to show you some of their trades. If they're an investor, ask them to show you some of their investments. Um, I would encourage you to take it slow. And what I mean by that is like when you first enter this space, it's like trying to eat an elephant. And the only way you can do it is one bite at a time. It's so much information coming out regardless. I mean, if you just decide, hey, I want to read up on Bitcoin, there's so much information that's going to come out or you're, it's going to lead you down a rabbit hole where so much information is just one bite at a time. So I would encourage you actually to find a mentor, find a group of people who share who are interested in crypto and go about learning it that way. Uh, I'm encouraging I encourage you to reach out to me. I'm actually. Uh, this month, starting in November, I am going to start coaching individuals. Mm -hmm. So that's what the Crypto Commandments is all about. And again, it's for me, my whole I have a little slogan. You know, it's life is a marathon, not a sprint. You pace yourself with patience, attitude, commitment and effort. And you, you run your own race. And I learned that from amazingly. I learned that from James Tompkins. He said that uh, trading is like uh, the Wu-Tang is 32 different styles. Right. Well, for me, it's like trading is like uh, or entering this crypto space. Even I, I just as a, as a woo head, I gotta correct you. It's thirty six chambers, but that's either here or there. Oh, well, you know, I'm a, a woo head. I had to say that. But go I ahead, big, 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 big. Yeah. I get your point though. You know, it's like when you're cooking though. Like you can get your mama's recipe for a peach cobbler. We both can make the same thing, and hers is gonna taste better. You know, it's mm -hmm. gonna taste different. So when you had that experience, but having a mentor, having someone to help you uh, answer questions. And understand that and understanding that when you come into this space, there are no dumb questions because you, you want to have a thorough understanding of it because you're talking about uh, money. And, and especially in crypto, like if you send if you send funds from one wallet to another wallet and one number is off in that wallet, that money is gone. Those funds are gone forever. If it's one dollar or if it's a million dollars because you made that mistake, th those funds are gone. And um so I, that's what I would do. I would encourage you to reach out for some support for, with like-minded individuals, get with a solid group of people and progress through this thing slowly. Uh, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Now, if you're more experienced, then by all means, you know, even still the experienced traders, I encourage you guys to get with a group of like-minded individuals uh, who, sh who share the same principles that you have. And, and that way you can, that way you can tackle new projects when they come out. You know, you can get another because having another set of eyes on it is what helps. And in this crypto space, it's moving so fast. Like we advanced from like I gave you a great example this month, uh, the beginning of the month of October. It was DeFi. And then as the month and trans month trans transitioned on now it's NFTs, which is non fungible mm -hmm. tokens. Non fungible tokens. Yeah. So, so you have, and, it, and it's that quick and there's so many scams that go on in crypto because it's so quick and it's over the computer that if you don't have, it's, it's very beneficial to have another set of eyes on it. It's very beneficial to have another person who has the same fundamentals and principles as you looking at it to offer an opinion on it. If it's we a believe solid that project. What, you, what you're saying, we believe that to be the case with everything, right? So we talk a lot yeah. of times about options trading. We feel like you need to be within a group, right? Yeah. Um, it's power in a group. I'm part of a, a black investment group um, that out here in Philadelphia and we like, you know, buy assets. But one of the things we're working on now is buying a node of uh, Ethereum. Mm. So <clears throat> we're coming together and we're just going to buy a whole, we're going to buy a whole node. And, you know, what, um, what made you decide on Ethereum? Um, Cause within, within our group, a lot of us are just like that in terms of 
what we like is Ethereum. So we, when you look at a lot of the other tokens that are based off of Ethereum, we figured let's just go with Ethereum. And you have different personalities. So some, you know, like, you know, one of the guys is huge on Tezos and, you know, I like Tezos as well, but I'm an ETH head too. But in terms of us coming together, that's the one thing we could all agree on is Ethereum. Okay. So, but I, but I like that, man. By the whole note. Yeah, by the whole node to see how that works. And this will be the first time we've tried this, but that, that's another idea in that concept of being your own bank, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the things we're working on. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm very excited about that. But um, this has been an amazing conversation, man, because you, you, you're you in the future right now. I told you, if, if a lot of people aren't uh, comfortable buying from Amazon, this kind of talk you having is like, you know, uh, <laughs> you're a couple years ahead of, ahead of time. But let me ask you this. I do know that you also said that you um, buy silver, precious metals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What got you into that? So <laughs> um, I started listening to a, it was a YouTube channel. I hate, but it's this guy named Bix Weir. He's a little, he's real crazy. And uh, it was a while back, like 2016, right around the same time I got into crypto. And I just started looking at the value of crypto. I mean, I'm looking at the value of silver and I looked at the history of silver, what happened during the, uh, the meltdown. What was that back in 08 and how it, mm-hmm. you know, how it bounced. So that's when I was like, okay, I need to. And then I dove down the rabbit hole of silver and I started to find all of the, uh, the use cases for it and how it has more use cases, in my opinion, than gold. It's, it's a better asset to have and hold than gold. And once this, you get me going with the conspiracy. Once the reset happens, once, if the truth was to ever come <laughs> out, <laughs> but it, it, it is a, it's a more valuable asset than gold. And it's like, so I'm just going to stack this. It's not so much for me as it is again for my children and for my unborn grandchildren. Like I just, I had never been one to tell, uh, to talk like this, but I tell my people now, Oh, we're millionaires. You know, we're going to be millionaires. We're rich. And my kids look at me, I'm like, no, Scrooge McDuck rich. Like the things that we're doing now is setting us on pace to achieve that. So that's what got me into silver was like uh they got big swear. And um there's a whole there's a, huge, there's a huge correlation, like in terms of um how it works, its value between the crypto space and the precious metal space, right? So I've been buying um precious metal since 08. <clears throat> and how how I got on the precious metals is really not is really not that complicated. And in fact, um, part of our YouTube channel for those listening, you may want to go to our YouTube channel. I have a whole series on gold and silver wire. I show some of the purchases and you know tell a little bit about the story of that. But um, what I did at the time was right. So I was in real estate's always been like you know my bread and butter. How how I I, I feed my family. But I started looking at okay, what do wealthy people do? And you and you find the the same things you find the real estate, oh, yeah, yeah. You find the stock market. I was like, okay, yeah. so I started, I started buying stuff. I had no idea at the time. Like, okay, wealthy people buy gold and silver. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna buy gold and silver. I'm like, I'm not gonna reinvent the wheel. I'm gonna see, like, you know, read up what they do, and I'm gonna do the same thing, right? You know, it's not rocket science. Yeah. So, but over the time, I've learned um, uh, about the best ways to buy, how to buy. So I, I just found it interesting that you mentioned that because I like to talk to people that are also buying. Um, and by the way, um, at Max, y'all probably owe me a check, man, because I posted a, a ten ounce <laughs> silver bar. I posted it on my IG and, and Facebook page, and I, I seen like fifty people sent me a joint that they bought it after I posted it. So yeah, y'all, I y'all, saw that too, man. You, you saw that? You saw that? I yeah, saw that, that was, yeah. I, I said that. I started a wave, man. Hey, they owe me a check for that, man. I'm like, yeah, yo, need to cut you something. Yeah, they got cut me a check, dog. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I, I, I honestly though, I just love to see people get into this space because. 
it's a great hedge against inflation um, yes. as is crypto. Um, and a lot of times when people say, well, it, you know, you can't eat people who are uh, against it. I'm like, well, dig this. This is God's money, right? I don't care what religion you believe in, whatever, whatever book you read, guess yeah. what they're talking about in there? They're talking about gold and silver. So, you know, it's, 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 it's lasted all this time. I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon, but so I think it's interesting that you're, you know, you're stacking that as well, because that also helps you to become your own bank. Right. Yeah. Yep. This is, this is what the banks are doing. Yeah, Another point. Yeah, those are the ones that I just took away for uh, a yeah. rainy day. And I want to get your opinion on this, like before we get out of here, because one of the, like, speaking of silver and gold, right? You have these big guys come out over the last several years, like talking down on crypto, but at the same time, they're buying it and they're buying the metals. I can use JP Morgan as an example. Yeah, he's an asshole. First, first off, um, what happened to y'all Coke boat? But I'm gonna leave that alone because I, I, you know, I don't want to make it. I don't want to make this a conspiracy theory show. But y'all had a, a boat full of cocaine. We don't know what happened to it. It just disappeared off the news. But let's leave that alone right now. No, Sam. Um, <laughs> let's leave that alone. But they were stacking all sorts of silver, trying to like you know, um, meddling in that market. Um, also meddling in the crypto market. But on one hand, they're talking down on it. But so my point, I guess I'm making is a lot of times with the big wigs, watch what they do and not what they say. Yeah, they were suppressing the price of silver. What was the chick named Black Blythe Masters was yep. suppressing the price of silver. Um, mm -hmm. and they controlled the price from their desk. It's still not the price of silver, still not being truly reflected. But it, I mean, it'll come in time. I think it'll come out over time. And then they went as far as to talk bad about cryptocurrency, but they were doing that two years ago. They were talking bad about crypto over in the U.S. and buying over in Europe. And, yeah. now they, and now they come out with their own. Now they want to come out with their own stable coin. Uh, so the people who are people like myself in this space, like I have no time for that. I'm not going to participate in using some a coin that I know is just going to. Uh, more or less, I don't want to. I don't, more or less, just going to. It's going to rape and pillage people. Like you're just trying to take from people. It has no practical use. Uh, you're just trying to get in here to, to gain money off of to keep his business relevant. So what I want to see is all these banks fail. I want to see them crash and burn. Um, Listen, man, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But what I will say is this: because the banks are so powerful, and a lot of times I don't. I don't think we recognize just how much power they have or how shiesty or dirty they can be. Give you an example. Back when um, the crash happened in 08, right? So uh, coming out of that, I was doing a real estate deal. And this company had owned this property. So a lot of these banks got, um, you know, bailouts when all this happened. And they were still back to their same shenanigans. So it was this LLC. And I started looking up this LLC. And I got down a rabbit hole trying to figure out where this LLC came from. And it was owned by another LLC that was owned by another LLC. It was owned by the bank that foreclosed on it. And they got money on one hand and then took the money and but make a long story short they were double dipping yeah um, but the banks do this kind of stuff all the time like so the banks are set up in a way like where they can't lose almost yeah it's like they did people have to wake up and walk yeah. away from it you have to, i mean you really do have to walk away from it and say i'm not gonna deal with this anymore but it takes a lot it's a lot to like it took a lot for me to leave my job. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard when you when you make 90K and you come home, you're like, hey, so I believe in myself and I made, you know, I made enough money over here trading. I'm going to make this happen. It, for me, it really didn't happen that way. Like, I'm mm -hmm. going to be completely honest with you guys and divorce. Like, so I knew I wanted to leave. I knew I could leave. 
I took another job making a little bit less money so I could be closer to home. And what happened was I ended up getting fired from that job for trading on the job. That's what is. <laughs> That's what instilled the confidence in me. Like, oh, well, you know what? Like, I really don't need this shit anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm right now. I'm really good. Like, all right. I, I definitely needed to walk away. But I wasn't I wasn't confident enough in myself to walk away at that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Especially when you don't have examples. You know, if you don't have an example of someone doing that, taking an entrepreneurial role and that risk and to guide you and show you, you know, it was later mm-hmm. on once I got it, when I got a mentor to help me shape that. So, yeah, I, but. Powerful story right there, man. I, Believe in yourself, bro. It's so many people from the Abacus, like, you know, who helped, who breathed life into me. Um, Nadia, Nadia Ruffin, the, Nadia urban Ruffin farm yeah. si- the urban farm sister. She's here in Cincinnati. Like for the longest, I was like, so you just walked away? And she was like, yeah, I just walked away. I was like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. But it ended up happening and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm here. I'm here doing it and trading, you know, trading crypto and feeding my family off of it. And it's great. You That's know? amazing, man! Shout out to Nadia, who's who's also uh been on here before. So, um. That's that's an amazing story, man. You know, the older I get, the more I appreciate the movie The Matrix because I start to realize that we are caught in the Matrix, right? Like we 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 harm each other for money that's not even real. Um, mm-hmm. we all these things, and again, I'm not trying to make this a conspiracy theory show, man, but it keeps <laughs> going back to this, man. Well, let's get to this. So let's talk more about you. Let me ask you this question, right? Throughout your journey, what has been the biggest hurdle, or something that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? My biggest hurdle has been my time management. Um, and honestly, and believing in myself, it's taken me a long time to launch Crypto Commandments, and it should have been done a long time ago. Uh, I have instructed people who are members of the DCG Mastermind who have now become instructors themselves. So for me, like like right now during this call, I get anxiety when I do the lives and stuff. So I don't you won't see me a lot on social media. You won't see me reaching out to via social media because I, I have that anxiety attacks me and uh it just it enabled it had enabled me for so long. So I'm just now getting over that hump. That is my biggest hump. Um, my mentor have been kicking me in the butt in the butt. Get out there, help people, grab people, tell them what you do, be more visible, share. And that's what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm sharing and I want to share with our people. I want to share with your audience and tell them that it is possible to walk away from that nine to five. Plan accordingly. Believe in yourself, you know, plan your work, work your plan, believe in yourself. And pace yourself. Patience, attitude, commitment, and effort. Man, I really believe in that. That's what's gotten me here. So I don't care if it's I don't care if you trade, if you're interested in stocks, options, crypto, forex, uh, do it. You know, do it. And if it, I don't care if it's with the Abacus or any other group, but there's something that you should be pursuing outside of your your nine to five. You know, if you don't want to go with the Abacus, you can come talk to me. I'll DCG Mastermind will help you. Um, if you want some one-on-one and you're interested in crypto, I would love to reach out and, and help you here. Crypto Commandments. Uh, Cryptocom.io. So, what um, what was it about time management? Like, what did you struggle with in terms of time management? I, I didn't know. Like, all right, early on, it was like, okay, I would get up. I wouldn't set alarms to to move on from one process to another. So I would allow one process to consume me. So let's say I get up, check my email, then I get started on reading the crypto news, uh, I execute a trade, and then I go back, and I know I'm supposed to be researching a project or something, but I would get caught up. I would allow my trades to just take over. 
I would like this was early on when I was still into day trading and I was actually managing a couple of accounts. Um, but I would allow that to consume me. So I would wake up every day like, OK, I'm a trade. OK, I'm a trade. And I didn't have a plan. So you have to have a plan uh, in place, even when it comes to your time management and the schedule. At eight o'clock, I'm going to do this. You get so far, stop and treat yourself. I had to learn how to respect and treat myself like my employer. You know, I used to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go drive up to Dayton. Well, now I can wait and, and be miserable. So now I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work out for myself. Okay. And that's that's the beauty in it. Like I've learned I've learned how to. How to manage my time by respecting certain cutoffs and put myself first. OK, OK, that's dope. That's dope. And what has helped you in terms of. Um, being more transparent with your story and getting out there. You said, you know, um, being in front of the camera gives you anxiety. What has helped you with that anxiety? I know I can help people. I know I'm making a difference. I know I'm helping people make money. Like I'm not, and I'm not a braggadocious individual, but like I know it. And I, I know I need, I know that's my purpose. My purpose is to help teach people about crypto. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And I just came to that realization. So in order for me to help people, I have to get over this anxiety. I have to get past this, this, this moment here. And actually coming on your uh, podcast has helped me do that. So I want to thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Because Man, I, I, I've been stumbling along and stammering along, but, you know, I got through it. So thanks, bro. Like, I appreciate no, it. No, no, no. Listen, this is, <laughs> this is a great conversation. I want to thank you for your time because, like, um, I think th this kind of conversation is important when I see uh, the landscape and see what's going on. Right. So I know I know right now as we're talking, like Bitcoin is above 13,000. Right. So it, it's dominating the news like it tends to do when, it, when it's on the upswing. But I think this the idea of becoming your own bank and understanding what's what's available or uh, out there in terms of cryptocurrency is very important. And, you know, I know this is what you do. So I thought it was an, an imperative to have you on here. Um, let me ask you this question. Uh, give us a book recommendation. What's your favorite book or a book or something that's helped you along the way? Uh, book that helped me along the way is um, the Emerald Tablets, uh, Seven Hermetic Principles. It's okay. part of my it's part of my morning formula. I read them every morning. Uh, they just help me help me stay balanced. My morning formula really helps me uh, deal with my. I I I used to be a I used to complain a lot. I used to be a big complainer, and uh, that morning formula helped me. And those Seven Hermetic Principles are a big part of my morning formula. So, okay. Yeah, I, I mean dope. it's not it's that's a it's a light read. It's a light read. It's not real, you know, insightful. But for me, it helps me. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll definitely add that to our recommended books list. Um, you know, the the long list we have of books that uh we, that our guests recommend. So I'll add that to there. So that's dope, man. Listen, I, first off, I just want to say thank you for your time because as you mentioned before, uh, you know, time is valuable. That's our most valuable asset. So thank you for sharing that with uh, myself as well as our audience. Um, I like, you know, and appreciate you for all the gems you gave me. Like speaking of Theta, what, um, where can you get Theta at? Where, where can you, you can actually, get, you can get Theta on Binance. You can get Theta on, shit, let me look real quick for you. You know, what's interesting about Binance? I got a question for you. Cause you know, you're the expert when Binance went to Binance us, right? Yeah. I'm still able to actually do things on my old Binance account. Like, I'm you want to stay on your account. old Binance account. Your old Binance account is going to give you access to a lot more alts than the new Binance. The Binance US does not have access to all of these altcoins or the, the same market so share. They didn't shut it down then. No, they didn't shut it down. Binance US is for Binance for US customers. What they did was they 
what they did was a disabled service for new members. But there's a if oh, you want to know okay. if you want to know how to get on Binance, reach out to me. I'll show you how to get on Binance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got you, got you. All right, I, I got but, you. No, for sure. Like, you, can, you can VPN. Honestly, you guys, you can just VPN to get in on Binance. But it, there, no, it's a way I, to try I, and get I, Americans I, not I, to get I, on. Yeah, I had a Binance account back in the day, and yeah. just just for shits and giggles, I logged in to see if I could buy something, and they like it let me do it, and I was like shocked. I said, "Well, I thought you weren't able to use this no more." Nah, bro, get with it on your phone. Mine is on my phone every day. Yeah, dude, I'm like, damn, I didn't know I still can do this because I thought I was shut out because you know of of the new Binance US. But all right, that was a personal question, man. <laughs> but oh, anyway, you, got, you have any more? You got one more? Listen, man. No, no. Listen, I could pick your brain all day when it comes to this space, man, because I, I'm I'm very interested in the future. Um, as someone in real estate, I'm interested to see how smart contracts and things of that nature will change the real estate game because I know it's coming. I go up uh, well before before COVID. I attended a lot of like real estate seminars and valuation like um conferences in every conference I went to. So I was I, I was on an international circuit speaking circuit. So I, I've spoken okay. in Europe. I've spoken in Australia. But every time I'm at a conference, there's always someone else speaking about cryptocurrency, blockchain and the future in real estate. So yeah, and, I, and I always peek my head in there to see exactly what they're talking about. And most of the time it's smart contracts. The one time it was about. Uh, title, how to you know clear real estate titles through the blockchain. So I know that it's coming, and a lot of the big real estate commercial real estate firms are investing in the blockchain. So there's a whole industry being built again. Yep. So even if you're someone who's an employee and you're working in a bank or you're working for a real estate institution, this, this is something that you should be aware of because this is going to revolutionize business in general, right? Big time. Outside, Big outside time. of coins. It's going to revolutionize industries in general. So just be aware of what's going on around you. So, you know, so I was excited to have you on to ask these questions and, and you actually delivered, man. You, you put me down with a lot of information, a lot of game. And I just want to say thank you. Oh, man, I'm happy to help. Thank you for having me on, brother. Yeah. And I, for the for audience out there, I will leave, um, you know, uh, the show on social media contacts, his Instagram and all that. I'll leave that within the description so you can hit him up directly if you have any questions for him. Or, you know, you want to be mentored by him or look for any of his services, I'll make sure to leave his information there so you can hit him directly. Uh, do me a favor. Please share this uh, information because our folks need it. Um, you know, if you're listening on uh, the audio podcast, make sure to, you know, give us a rating. Five stars, please. But um, give us a rating nonetheless um, and give us some feedback about this episode. And let us know this. What are your thoughts on blockchain, cryptocurrency and, and the future of business? Like, is it something that you're looking into? You know, so I like to hear from the audience to figure out, um, you know, what your opinion is of this space, man. Because I think that it's crucial for us to, even if you don't jump right in, to understand what's going on around you. Because this is happening. Like this yeah, is happening. Yeah, ain't no stopping it. Ain't no stopping it's it. No stop. At this point, it's no stopping it, right? So, um, the show, man. I just want to say thank you again. Appreciate your time, man. And um, you know, anything we could do to help you along your journey, man, we are here, man. But thank you. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And to our audience, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.